Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. My good friend Joe Warmington, columnist with the Toronto Sun, the Sun Papers, uh, was the driving force behind letting all of us in this country know about what was going on with the interpreters. I didn't know until I read Joe's column five years ago. And I, I saw a tweet from my colleague and friend Charles Adler uh, yesterday, and Charles said the same thing, that uh, knowing about Joe and reading Joe's column got Charles started, and Charles done great great work for the interpreters. But, but Joe really led it all, and uh, Joe, thank you for informing all of us of what the dangers were that were facing the interpreters, because you are the catalyst in getting this thing finally, hopefully, uh, under some sort of resolution. Well, uh, you know what? It's nice of you to say. I mean, you're right. It takes everybody to, to do their part. I think the big key now, Roy, is the General Milner, uh, General Fraser, and Thompson, who are really pushing this. Uh, they all, you know, were commanders in Afghanistan, and uh, particularly General Milner. I know is going to be on the show again. Um, he was the final commander there. You know, this all started for me in 2011 when I went to Afghanistan. And I had an interpreter, his name was Ahmed, and he saved our life, uh, you know, not to, to, to over-dramatize, you know, that we were in any major battles or anything like that. We were just moving around the country, all over the country. But many, many times he said, don't go down this road, don't go down that road, don't go in this building. He just had this instinct, and he also had connections. I'd like to find him um, and get him to uh, Canada. He worked with the Canadians. I can't find him. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, they tried to kill him before the Taliban. They burned his house down. Um, and so I'm worried about that. But that's where it started for me. And then along came James Akam, who's been on your show many times. And he's in Canada now. And that was the kind of the fruits of our work five years ago. I know you and I and, and Charles Adler and, and many others uh, felt that, that James would be the first to get off the airplane in Canada. And there'd be many, many more. And, of course, nothing happened, and here we are five years later, thankfully, and we're just so close to getting dozens of people out of there. Uh, if we don't do it, they're going to die there. Yeah, no question. They are going to die, and they'll die horribly. And uh, General Milner has said that on this show, and he's going to be with us later on uh, today. I admire but they will him so die. much. You know, uh, I admire General Milner uh, and General Frey, all of the generals. But, you know, General Frey, you think about Operation Medusa, uh, General Milner, you think about the training, the Afghan army, which are really holding uh, tough there, too. Uh, we can't help everybody there, but our prayers to them as well, because uh, they were our partners. We helped train them. And, uh, you know, it's not just the interpreters. And I think that's something good that Minister uh, Mendocino uh, said yesterday. I was very, very pleased with uh, his statement. And, you know, talking about the people that served uh, with the Canadians, not just the interpreters, but people that worked on the bases or people that we trained uh, that are Afghan nationals. So this is going to be a big operation. I don't know how it's going to go. Our prayers are with everybody involved with it. Yeah. It was uh, General Milner who told us two weeks ago, I think, Joe, two or three weeks ago, he said the Canadian veterans who went out into battle with the Afghan interpreters going with them unarmed 
often the first target for the Taliban or the insurgents because they knew if they could kill the interpreter, they would take a vital link away from the Canadians to be able to, to communicate with village elders and to understand the customs and the tra- traditions of the area. Uh, yeah. General Milner said that the veterans, the CAF veterans from Afghanistan, consider these interpreters to be comrades in arms. They're not just somebody who went out with them and worked for them. They are comrades in arms. And you can't have anybody more trusted than in this field of battle. I mean, it's the most, uh, you know, stark and nasty place in the world that I've ever been to. I mean, it changed my life. And uh, I was just there for eight nights. Imagine these people living there, growing up there, or all our brave troops. You know, for the 158 and a diplomat, 59, <clears throat> that, that died rode along the Highway Heroes, I mean, we owe it to all of them to make sure that if we're not going to stay, you know, and, and help uh, save that country, uh, there's all kinds of geopolitical things and reasons for that, but at least we can get these people that serve with us that, that put their lives on the line. You know, something else you said about uh, the customs and the different things, well, that's all important. I talked about the lay of the land, you know, logistics, and just the look on someone's face about turning down a road. They knew all that stuff. They weren't just translators. They were they were really key logistics people. Uh, General Miller knows that. Uh, General Fraser sure knows that, and I know it too. And, uh, you know, it's the right thing to do. Um, it would be wrong. Blood would be on our hands. I don't blame, uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, people that blame politicians and all that stuff. I think they're trying their best, and I, I think we need to encourage them to do that. No, they're finally trying their best, Joe. Yeah, well, they're well, finally doing what, ta- what Canadians like, I, tell them to do. I have plenty of, I have plenty of thoughts on the five-year wait, <laughs> and even the I five-year know. wait before that. Because yeah. I was working on this since uh, I got back in 2011, and uh, it was ca- um, Corporal Eric Kirkwood, who was on your show back then, he's the one that brought James Account to my attention, and... Uh, uh, retired uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony White uh, is who I was in Afghanistan with, and he introduced me to this issue there. And so, so I've been working on this uh, with other people for over ten years. So, yeah, this is I, I got I'm on pins and needles about it. Yeah, Joe, tell us uh, a little bit about your time in Afghanistan. What are the sorts of things that you saw? What's what are the sorts of things you were told? What came back with you? Well, I think. I think, you know, I talked to a little bit with Charles Adler about this, too. I, the, the one thing was the three little girls that were walking down the street. I was in this armored car, and we were flying by really quickly. And I captured this image with my camera of three, you know, I don't know, they were maybe six or seven years old. They were on their way to school. They had the school bags that were handed out by uh, NATO. And uh, it just, I mean, everybody loved the picture. I mean, I, I, I still look at it all the time because it, Represented something, you know, obviously for why why we lost all our men and women there, and I uh, and obviously uh, you know the opportunity for people. So that was one of the things. And then I think uh, you know after everywhere I went, there was 22 people killed in the eight nights I was there, in around where I was, and that wasn't a really big death week for for Afghanistan, uh, but for me it was. And um, and I you know we went by roadside bombings and we saw buildings bombed. And then after everywhere I went to, the Serena Hotel and Sufi Restaurant and different places where I met people, all those things were later bombed and shot up. You probably remember some of those stories. The Serena Hotel, certainly, uh, where there was journalists killed and there was all mm-hmm. kinds of Afghan nationals killed mm-hmm. by the Taliban and by um, the other group that was in there. So I think uh, that, that was the thing. And I, I also feel really strongly that if you're going to break something, then you own it. And I feel that this is a bigger story for another time, Roy, but 
I just don't understand NATO, Americans, Canadians, British, New Zealand, everybody walking away from these people. I don't understand that. How can we do that to them? Um, you know, if it means 50 years, that's what it means. I mean, we, we kind of gave them a promise and we're breaking it. You know, uh, it's interesting you say this because Major General Jeffrey Schlosser, who was the commanding officer of the 101st Airborne Division in the U.S. military, that storied division that has fought in just every battle, battle really, since uh, actually probably before World War II, he's going to be on this program a little later today. He has a book called uh, Marathon War, Leadership in Combat in Afghanistan, and that's one of the things that he talks about, leaving at a time like this. And if I understand the general correctly, he is not at all in favor of having pulled out as, as Biden is doing now, or as the other NATO countries have done. Including no, it's, uh, it, it's really disgusting to do it because there's going to be a lot of bloodshed. But the world's done this before. We did it in Vietnam. That's and true. we've done it in other places. And, and you, you think about Europe after World War II. I know it's a different scenario, but you know they, uh, we stayed there uh, for, for, for different reasons. But the fact that NATO was there for 50 years after the war made a big difference. And, uh, and I think that you've got to make a 50-year commitment. And, you know, yes, it costs money and it costs uh, all our... Our, our great troops and things like that. But if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. They've done it wrong, and, uh, and that's why we're scrambling now to get these interpreters and the support staff out because they're going to pay the price for that. And I have a column on TorontoSun.com, and we almost pulled it down because the guy I wrote about is in hiding right now in Afghanistan. He served with our troops, and um, I won't say where he served and where he is. But he was worried, you know. Uh, he, he wanted to do the story. We did the story, and we're sticking with it. But he's taking a hell of a risk, Roy. You know, we talked about, do we want me to take the story down? And we decided for the bigger picture, he decided. I let him decide to keep it up. But this shows you the risk. I don't, I'm not worried about the Taliban getting me, and you're not worried about them getting you. But he knows that they'll get him. We had an interpreter that was uh, killed this week, and, and as you said, in the uh, top, of the show where you played that clip. Uh, that's real. They will behead people. Uh, they will kill them, um, you know, and uh, and they are the enemy, and they are an evil enemy, and they are lethal, and they have control. I don't know what the number is. I, they, I, I keep reading 80%. I don't think it's that much, but I think within six months, um, you know, the way things are looking with the Americans pulling out, I, I think it's very likely that the Taliban will control most of, uh, Afghanistan, and uh, just, you know, just uh, sick at heart about it. Yeah, and that's what uh, General Schlosser says as well. It's going to be a replay of what we've already experienced. Well, we're going we're gonna to pay for it later. That's, that's exactly the point he makes, Joe. That's exactly the point he makes. You're right. And, you know, You're right. vaccines, masks, all this stuff we're talking about now, wait till, wait till the Taliban get control again. The next 10 years are going to be ugly, and then we're going to have to deal with it again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I covered 9-11. I was on the air with you. That's from right. New York. Uh, I mean, all these things, every time I talk to you, I think, well, hey, I talked to Roy about this, or Roy about that, and we're right back to where we started. That's right. We are. Joe, thank you for everything you do, and thanks for coming on today. But we owe thank you, you this country owes you a debt of gratitude for reminding well, us of our obligations. Well, nice of you to say. I look at uh, the, you know, uh, I'm a cheerleader here. Uh, you know, I don't want to upset anybody in the, any government. Just get it done. Get those people out of there and their families. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. 
Have a great weekend.